0: So I actually got into product by accident. the best bit about my career so far, so there's a few. I'm going to be as candid as I possibly can with this. I think one of the biggest challenges that I've had is Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Girl in the Product World. I'm your host Amna and today I've actually got a quite different episode for you. So the guest is actually going to be me. Um, So I thought this would be a really good opportunity to introduce myself to those of you who don't know me, aren't in my network and talk about all things product. Um, I actually wanted to talk about my journey into product and a lot of people do actually get in contact and ask me, you know, how did you get into product? What are the kind of tips you have for people who do want to get into it? Um, So I wanted to come on here and do that. So let's get into it. I'm going to just talk through my product journey and how I got into it myself and how it actually became a career from a job. So I actually got into product by accident and that's actually true for a lot of people who got into product management around my time and a little bit before me because it wasn't it's not what it is today um now it's like a fully fledged like career path and rightfully so and it's it's, it it reminds me a little bit of what project management used to be like so actually i was doing a project management job um somewhere and i wanted Obviously, a new role, I wanted a new challenge. And at the time, I was speaking to a recruiter who put forward this product role for me. And I looked at the role and I said, Actually, this doesn't, I don't know, it, I'm not too sure about it. I don't know what product is, I've never done it before. And you know, this seems like they need someone a bit more experienced. And she was like, No, trust me, you've got the skill set, just go for it, just do the interview and see how it goes. So I did the interview, it was for a B2B events company. And the role was for looking after all of the uh, digital products for all their event portfolios. And that was mainly mobile apps. Um, I went for the interview, did it, really nice vibe, um, both, you know, speaking to the people and and just walking into the office was really nice. And then I remember a few hours later thinking, I'm not going to get this job. I went to a shopping centre and I got a phone call from the recruiter to say I got the job. And the rest was history. So I spent a really good, about one and a half years there. really enjoyed it and I learned loads about product. And because of that, I just knew I had to continue my journey and go somewhere where I can just learn more. Um, and that's when I joined BT. And this was huge because it was corporate. I was really... Scared. I was scared to walk into this environment. I didn't know what to expect. And then when people talk about corporate environments, it, it does sound a bit scary. And um, so I went for it. And it was the best two and a half years of my career at that point. And I just learnt loads. I learnt loads. And the best thing about working for big corporates is just the access you have to people around you. Like there there's just so many people, especially a company like BT. Literally thousands of people you can get in touch with. Um, So I got involved in so many things, Uh, did a lot of product courses as well, that's where I got my accreditation from Scrum Alliance, I did a few courses um, and it was great and I got to a point where I was confident enough to actually build some of the first product scrum teams um, at BT Digital, Uh, train them, get them running, um, implement a lot of the scrum practices there as well. And that was really really cool and then i got a phone call uh one day i was happy in my job um very content and this was during lockdown and i got a call from a recruiter who said to me you know there's a fintech company that's currently being built right now um, and we'd like you to join to help build out the customer servicing product side of things And, um, you know, it's, it's a really good opportunity. Um, but I can't tell you the name of the company. (laughs) I can't really tell you much. That's, that's all I can tell you. It's all NDA. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it for fun. So I did the first interview, went great. Did the second interview, went great. And then eventually I had an interview with the CPO. Um, and that's when I thought, okay, things are getting a bit serious now. Um, and I did it and that was a great conversation and they offered me the role. And this was huge for me because it was leaving everything I knew, uh, leaving a place that I was really comfortable in, um, leaving in a network of people who I loved working with and going to a company that I didn't know much, going into an industry that I didn't know much about either. and. That too during lockdown. So I, I literally left BT and I was like, I don't know if I've joined an actual company. Like, I don't know if this is real <laughs> or if someone's playing with me. Um, anyway, um, I joined what was then launched as Nomo Bank. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Nomo Bank is a fintech, it was a UK based um, digital bank that was Sharia compliant and it was aimed at uh, customers to begin with in the Kuwaiti region. So we were building for customers in another market. So it was just a, a huge challenge and it was really interesting. And that was bringing all my product skills. And this was the reason why I took it on because product is all about the skills and it's there's so many transferable skills. And I took that to another industry, applied it and it worked. Um, and lo and behold, we, we built the successful bank that we were able to launch and sustain and grow. Um, and then I stayed within fintech. Uh, after NOMO, I moved into Capital.com, which is a trading uh, fintech, which is a huge area. I mean, fintech is an umbrella term. There's so much within that. You've got trading, you've got banking, you've got other financial services, you've got payments. There's so many things. So... Um, that was a trading company uh which not only tried to obviously grow their customer base but do it in a way that they were educating them. so to have this continued relationship with them So, why do I love product management? Why am I so obsessed about it so i I love this question because it's it resonates with me as as a personality a lot. Um, In terms of what product management means to me. So for me, the reason I love product management is because the idea that me and my team have the power, knowledge and capability to make an experience better for someone using that product and changing their experience in a good way and improving their experience and in often cases making their life better making the day better is something that will never get old that is a feeling that is just incredible to me and that's what gives me the buzz to do what i do to be a great product manager you've got to have a lot of empathy and i think in my personal life as well that's something that i probably display a lot it's just having empathy with people and understanding their experiences where they're coming from why they need something I think it's very, very important when you're working in a product environment and that's not just you as a product manager. You know, everyone in your team should have just that level of empathy to really understand their customers. Obviously, the empathy goes beyond understanding your customers. It's also empathy for your business, for your stakeholders, etc. But for me, product management is something that I really, truly feel is a natural thing for me. Um, And that's why I just I love doing it. And it's it's a job that for me will never get old. And just that feeling of improving something or building something that's going to make someone's life a lot easier. Why fintech? So I'm someone who's changed industries quite a bit, as you can tell from the journey that I that I just told you about, you know, going from B2B events to telecoms, broadband and then into fintech. Now, I chose to stay within fintech um, because two things, really. So, one, I think there is not enough focus in serving everyone when it comes to financial products. And I think it's been like that for since the beginning of time. So I think not everyone is... um, My friend Monica uses this term really well, but not everyone is banked. There are a lot of unbanked people, which means their financial companies or their banks just aren't going the whole way in terms of just serving them as lifetime customers and money second reason is money is something that is a reality for every single person on this earth and i think being in control of your, of your finances of your money is so important and being empowered to do that and i think there's still there's so many areas that aren't given enough attention to for example people in different situations so Homeless, uh, for example, Um, so I think from a charitable point of view, there's not enough being done to really help people stand on their two feet. Um, Pregnant women, um, I mean, yes, maternity pay is a thing. Um, It's relatively recent. Um, I think the way a bank will treat a a person who's on maternity leave or even someone who's unemployed um, is is very different to someone who's got a regular income coming in. you know older people perhaps people who are retired and i think just the way things are set up right now uh, i think there's a lot of work to do to make sure everyone is in a place where they feel quite secure or at least they have some some sort of plan and they know the kind of products that they have for me being a muslim um you know halal financing is is something that's important and to so many other people um but they just don't know what their options are and that can be quite a hassle as well and there aren't enough competitive products out there too for them to be able to make the right choice for themselves so I think you know financial products is something that I really wanted to get into to try and help as much as I can and make this better bringing that empathy in as well and yeah I think it's just an area that really does need more focus and I'm really proud to be part of this industry where I have made a difference and hopefully we'll continue to do so the best bit about my career so far. So there's a few. Um I think one of the main ones has been building up my network and my community and just meeting some of the most incredible people in product. And the reason for that is the podcast. So I started the podcast because I came across so many amazing people within product who are, you know, not just doing an amazing job at work, who are building things on the side or have built products that have just changed the landscape completely and no one knew like these stories weren't getting out there and these were really inspirational stories for me that I was listening to and I really wanted to share that with a wider audience which is why I started it but through my podcast I have genuinely met some of the best people and the most just inspiring people um, and I I definitely feel it's a privilege that I've had to be able to do it I'll be honest my, my numbers aren't huge but to me that doesn't really matter the fact that I'm getting these stories out there and getting these people and their incredible work out there that's the main thing for me that's a huge win so that's definitely one of the best bits of my career and and what it's led to second I would definitely have to say building no bank um first of all building a bank is something that not everyone can say so I I feel hugely privileged to be to have been part of that team and, and to have done what we did that too, you know, in record time, during lockdown, there were some really, really big challenges that we all got through. And for me, on, like, on a personal level, going into an industry that I just didn't know anything about, having to learn the ropes, and not just apply my skills, but also get it right. Of course, you, you work in, a, in an agile way, you can get things wrong, but ultimately it was something that we just had to launch. So knowing um, that I could do it, And and it's something that I can absolutely do again uh, because I've proven that to myself. It was a huge achievement for me. So I would say just proving to myself that I can go somewhere, apply my skills, have confidence in those skills and go on to to achieve something that will now be part of history um, is something that I I feel has been probably like the peak of my career so far. I'm going to be as candid as I possibly can with this. I think one of the biggest challenges that I've had is, you know, I mentioned before that product is an industry or it's a place that wasn't really a big thing before when I got into it. It was still growing. But when I was getting into it, I think representation from different groups and diversity was still catching up. So often I was the only woman in, in the room in meetings, um, relatively young and also a person of colour. Um So, I think all of those things combined sometimes made it quite difficult to be the product manager that I really wanted to be because you've got to speak up, you've got to be able to say no. And that in itself takes quite a bit of courage. And you know, you need to, I think, in some sense, be enabled to be able to do that as well. So, I think dealing with some of those obstacles definitely made it a bit of a challenge. Um, obviously now I have learned how to overcome that and you know just really I don't know not <laughs> just 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 do it um, but that obviously took some time Um so that definitely was a big challenge for me in the beginning and I think as much as I've you know, said this was a you know this was something that I really enjoyed in terms of moving industries and learning because I, I loved just learning about different industries and almost being able to kind of conquer them. Um, But that too within itself was was quite difficult because you're putting yourself in very uncomfortable positions. And I know a lot of people say, you know, growth is uncomfortable and it is, 100% is. And the benefits really do outweigh all of that overcoming your imposter syndrome. Um, But it was really tough. And I think the biggest challenge for me was when I moved from BT, a very safe place place I was very familiar with as well to a complete unknown Um, and that was a very big challenge for me and I just was so unsure of am I going to fit in is this the right thing to do is was this right for me as a career move and I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make the right decision and we think we haven't made the right decision it's going to be the end of the world but that's not true it's not true at all and I think any any position whether it's product management or not you will learn from it And that's the most important thing, is if you feel you didn't make the right decision, learn from it. So for next time you make a more informed decision. But I think that definitely was one of the biggest challenges that I faced um, because I just I didn't know what the outcome would be. What I learned from it is when you have confidence in yourself, that is all you need to face a challenge and really go for it. And everything else just falls into place. Um, But really trust in yourself and a challenge will then turn into something that you can then sit in front of your audience on your podcast and talk about um and have a laugh about it as well so yeah advice uh getting into product management um there's a lot okay there's a lot and I've actually got um an episode planned that talks a bit more about this um so do watch out for that but I think overall what I would say and I say this to people in any setting that I meet them whether it's you know mentorship or even on my retreat um I would say if you have found a job that really really interests you and you can either see yourself doing it or see yourself really enjoy doing that role apply to it that's where I would start apply for roles that really come out at you because you know it you know when you read a job description and it doesn't really resonate with you but then you have those job descriptions where you're like wow i would love to do that job i want to know more about that job just apply for them um and that doesn't just have to mean apply for it and that's it hope for the best no get in contact with the people who are hiring for that role if you know someone at that company get in touch with them make connections linkedin is such a powerful place that's what it's for and I think often we forget that like that is literally what it's for connect with people in a professional environment um so that would be my number one advice is just do it don't wait till tomorrow if there's something that's really screaming out at you go for it see what happens um if you don't get the role always ask for feedback that's something that's really going to help you when you're applying for your next role your next role your next role um so yeah just apply go for it because what's the worst that can happen and that's one advice that someone gave me a while ago is what is the worst that can happen allow yourself to make mistakes I spent my 20s moving around a lot learning a lot um and I I still am learning you know it doesn't stop (laughs) at the end of your 20s by the way but I really feel like you can use the time that you have the opportunities that you have to learn as much as you can um And keep evolving, keep going. And if something feels right and you just feel, oh, I don't have the skills for it yet, doesn't matter. Go for it. Um, There is such a thing as learning on the job. If a company really sees your passion, they may take a chance in you. And that's all it takes is one chance um, that could really change everything. So go for it. Okay, so time for the... Exciting announcement. So I actually run retreats for women. And this it, these retreats are aimed at women who are looking to make a big change, whether that's in their career or their life. And it's really there to help them to find the confidence to be able to do it. Uh, because we all know what it's like making a really big decision that's going to be potentially life-changing. So it's a day where we get together. Um, and it's normally a group of about 10 women. And we get together we do practical exercises as practical advice there is a guest speaker who will talk through their experiences as well and there's other activities that we do that really help you get you on your way uh, to becoming um, that woman that you that you dream of as part of that I want to invite you all to join the new mailing list You'll be the first to know when there are new dates for the retreats so you can go ahead and book them. Uh, They do fill up relatively quickly as well um, so it's just good to have something in the inbox to help you get there before everyone else. And also I will be sending out uh, a newsletter um, just to help you get inspired uh, and to really reach out to those of you who are on their journey to becoming that extra special woman that you are. I hope you do join, I will put all the links in the uh, description below and also to the Instagram page. If you do get a chance, do come along this year, I will be so excited to meet you and to work with you. Alright, I really enjoyed making this, I thought this would be a good time to do it and start the year off with it. If there's anything I didn't answer and you really want to know from me, um please do let me know and i will do another one of these as well but i really was just i really wanted to just share uh, more about myself hopefully you can take things away from this that will help you and yours as always if there is anything i can help with please do get in contact and i will see you on the next episode bye